0: Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from AppFigures, I got a haircut, and here's my weekly roundup of everything interesting in the world of mobile apps and games with data you won't see anywhere else. I'm continuing with tidbits, so watch out for those, and I have an opinion piece at the end about Reddit. Let's get to it. Happy June, which means it's time to crunch the numbers and rank the most downloaded mobile apps in the world. The world! I did that. And while the list remained fairly similar to April's there are a few interesting moves. Instagram was the most downloaded app in the world in May, adding 49 million new users from the App Store and Google Play, according to our app intelligence. Downloads grew 12% month over month, giving Instagram its second highest month of downloads this year, and the third month in the first place. Right below it is rival TikTok, which has been on the losing end of the rivalry with Instagram since March, after leading for many, many, many months. It ended May with 43 million downloads, which is a whopping 19% increase from April. Increase and in all, it's still behind Instagram, and that's because it's still not available in India. It is beating Instagram on the App Store, but that difference is very small in comparison and isn't enough to get ahead in the combined chart. In general, May has been higher across the board in every app on our combined list saw an increase, except for Meta's Messenger, which stayed the same. Probably why Meta is working on a Twitter clone. Facebook, WhatsApp, and CapCut round out the top five for May. If you're thinking this list is the exact same top five from April, you are correct. One pair flipped, that's Facebook and TikTok, but the rest are exactly the same. I've talked about CapCut, TikTok's video editor, last week, and it's now very clear its presence is dominating the category. With 29 million estimated downloads in May, up a couple million from April, I don't see this trend slowing down anytime soon. Our app intelligence is showing that together, the most downloaded apps in the world in May made their way into 298 million iOS and Android devices. That's a decent 10% jump when compared to April's total, and with summer starting, June's total can be much higher. Let's do the same, but this time for games. Monopoly Go has been sitting pretty at the top of the app store's most downloaded chart ever since it was released back in April. I ranked the most downloaded mobile games in the world for May using our app intelligence, And guess who's winning on the App Store? Well, but first, Subway Surfers was the most downloaded app in the world, according to App Intelligence, across all the downloads on the App Store and Google Play. That was the case in April and in March, so I'm happy to report May is no different. Subway Surfers ended the month with 21 million new downloads combined, a cool 17% higher than April. Right behind it was last month's second place winner, India's Dream 11, a fantasy cricket app, That's only available in India. Yes, only. Crazy. Dream 11 saw downloads drop a bit in May, but still retained its second place. Roblox, Candy Crush, and Royal Match round off the top five for May, adding more downloads in May than in April. Oh yes, and Royal Match is new to this list. See, Royal Match is more of a moneymaker than it is a top download, and we've seen it in our highest earning games charts many times. But its downloads sprouted in late 2022, and growth has been faster since. According to our estimates, downloads rose 235% since the beginning of 2022. But back to Monopoly Go, which ranked eighth in our combined chart and first on the App Store. The new game managed to make its way into 12 million more devices in May, according to our estimates. As of right now, the game was downloaded a total of 22 million times and earns more than a half a million dollars of net revenue from the App Store every day, and that's what Scopely gets to keep after Apple takes a chair. Scopely is pushing this one very strongly, which explains the downloads, but the game's simplicity and social features are really what's earning all that money. That's nice. Together, the top 10 most downloaded games in the world brought in a total of 136 million downloads in May, according to our app intelligence. That's a much needed 9.6% increase over April's total, which didn't feel right at all. With summer coming, June's total should be even higher. Now, let's take a quick break for Tidbits, a new-ish segment where I share three data points to make you app smarter. That's a thing. The first one is easy. 100,675 new iOS and Android apps and games were released in May. Wow. There are 965 apps for scanning documents on the App Store, a feature that's native on all iPhones, and If you ask how I know this, it's because I tweeted about it earlier in the week and got a bunch of responses. I'll link to that tweet in the description so you can see the numbers and the reaction. And three, the EPS AirNow app was downloaded more than 60,000 times this week as New York City turned orange. I'm here in New York City. It turned orange. That's more than all of 2022's downloads combined. Smarter, right? Back to the insights. Last week, I looked at Snapchat's revenue, and this week, I'm continuing my monthly tradition and looking at the revenue for the first social platform to monetize its users directly, and that's Twitter. The last few months, since Elon took over, have seen very positive growth for the company's blue subscription, and more recently, the addition of subscriptions. But May was a bit different. Twitter ended May with $3 million of net revenue from the App Store, according to our app intelligence. And that's net meaning what Twitter gets to keep, after forking over a big chunk to Apple. For the first time in a long time, that's lower than the previous month. And this time, it's a hefty drop, 15% when comparing App Store revenue to April. And that's after subscriptions were out and in use, which means that growth wasn't enough to help with that total. Twitter isn't really obeying market forces right now, so increases and decreases, or less about the general trends with apps and more about what Elon Musk is up to and a bit of politics. So I'm not gonna try and reason this drop too much, but I will remind you that Twitter, for some odd reason, is allowed to do what no other app is allowed to do, which is to price the same subscription lower on its website outside of the app store. I bet that has something to do with the drop which is focused on mobile revenue. What do you think is happening here? Let me know in the comments. Last week, I looked at demand for streaming content, which seems to be shifting from movies to TV, and how that's helping TV-first streamers like Peacock and Paramount Plus grow, which is why I bring up AMC Zap this week. See, the shift to TV content isn't just on the demand side, but also a result of big streamers like HBO and Disney going back to releasing new movies to theater first and streaming later, which is why I bring up AMC's app this week. See, the shift to TV content isn't just on the demand side, but also a result of big streamers like HBO and Disney going back to releasing new movies to theaters first and streaming at some point later, which wasn't the case at all when the two hit their peaks back a few years ago. With movies going back to theaters and blockbusters being released like it's 2019 people are, going back to theaters, and much like everything else, there's an app for that. The AMC Theaters app saw its best week of downloads last week, ever, with 154,000 new downloads from the App Store and Google Play. This isn't just best post-pandemic, but best overall. The app has seen downloads grow since the pandemic, put downloads on pause. 2021 was pretty strong, 2022 was pretty consistent, and so far, 2023 is better than both. While AMC hasn't fully recovered to its pre-pandemic downloads level, it's on the right track and is getting very close. What's interesting is the trend isn't consistent and seems to be driven by releases, unlike the study stream that we saw in 2019, but that could just be how things will be from now on. Content is still king. And if you like the movies, don't forget to give this episode a like. It'll only take a second. Just a second. You see, you could have done it. Okay, and last for this week. See, I don't normally do opinions in the series and prefer to let the data speak for itself, but... I find what's going on with reddit and third-party apps right now to be very interesting and relevant for anyone making an app that uses someone else's api like all those apps for ChatGPT. so i wanted to share my thoughts these are just my thoughts which you can agree or disagree with but i will share some data as well so stay tuned in case you're not up to speed reddit has recently announced it'll start charging developers to use its api several companies like twitter have done this recently citing cost and also trying to protect, aka monetize, their content from harvesters like AI trainers. That's not really the issue. The issue is that third-party Reddit clients, which rely on its API, are now being required to pay to use the API. And for the most part, the cost is simply just way too high for them. The app that's driving the news this week is Apollo, a third-party client for Reddit that's run by an indie developer and loved by many, many, many in the Reddit community. It was also featured by Apple at the WWDC keynote last week, so... You can imagine it's a big one. Christian, the app's developer, is also very open about everything that's going on and ultimately his decision to shut down the app at the end of June, which is just crazy in my opinion. I highly recommend giving his post and all of his thoughts a read, and I will link to that in the description. So long story short, Reddit wants to charge Apollo more than it can afford in the double-digit millions to continue using its API while limiting the API forbidding API users from monetizing with ads so you have to charge just to get it to work and giving Christian 30 days to decide what to do. As if this wasn't enough, in addition to all of that, it sounds like the team communicating with third parties is not playing nice and it's not just a team, the CEO is doing the same, and I'm being very diplomatic here. If you go on Twitter, people will use much harsher words. Okay, so now, you're mostly caught up. As an entrepreneur myself, this raises questions. Lots of questions. The most obvious is simply why? In the last few days, since Christian announced Apollo will shut down, there's been so much public outcry that many subreddits are now going offline in protest next week, as many Redditors are deleting their accounts. That's crazy. I saw an estimate that said more than 5,000 subreddits are going offline in protest. Those subreddits have a collective user base of more than 2 billion users. Billion, not million, billion. That's a lot of people. That's that's really serious backlash because of this. And it's not just Apollo. Several other apps and moderation, third-party tools, have announced they'll be shutting down at the end of the month as well for the same reasons. Now, if Reddit is truly after those who take its data away, those AI trainers like OpenAI, and that isn't exactly also its data. It's really content owned by its users, if you think about it. So why not work with third party clients who don't do that? They don't take away the data and help them keep their apps alive. I mean, after all, those apps help Reddit get more content into its platform, and clearly content is king here, so you want more of it. Or is Reddit threatened by the lack of control they have over their content, their content outside of their native experience? which really means the number of users who won't see their ads. To give this potential threat some context, let's have a look at downloads. In May, Apollo saw 62,000 new downloads according to our estimates. That's a lot, actually more than I expected. But then you compare it to Reddit's own app, which saw one and a half million new downloads and everything changes. Apollo is getting roughly 4% of the downloads of the official app. That's not really a threat, right? Well. And that's only on the App Store because Apollo is not an Android app. According to our app intelligence, Reddit saw 1.7 million new downloads from Google Play in May. Throw that into the mix, and Apollo's share dips even lower. Maybe Reddit really wants a share of Apollo's revenue. In the last 12 months, Apollo earned about a million dollars in net revenue from the App Store, according to our estimates. That's a nice number, right? So maybe, but here's the thing. I don't think so. I don't think it's the user's money or even the content. I think Reddit's leadership has lost the connection they once had to their platform, so now it's just a money-losing ad network to them, and they have to fix that at any cost. John Gruber's take on this is a bit different than mine, but very valid. He said, Reddit already gave all its data to large companies for free. Huffman, the CEO, is trying to charge now for horses that were let out of the barn years ago. And he obviously doesn't care about Apollo or other third-party Reddit clients, or what these moves do to Reddit's reputation as a platform vendor. He's just trapped in a fantasy where investors are going to somehow see Reddit as a player in the current moment of AI hype. I'll link to John's take in the description. He wrote several articles about this over the last few days and I recommend reading them all, they're really short. I actually waited to record this after the AMA with Reddit CEO was over in case he'll change his tune and show my take on this was really, really wrong possibly even make a gesture that would undo all of this as a big misunderstanding. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Instead, he just proved my point. Many are saying that as developers, we shouldn't build for platforms anymore, especially as this isn't the first app to meet its end in the last few months. I still miss TweetBot, but I don't think that's good advice. Build what you want to have and be ready to adjust as necessary. It's not a promise that you'll always be successful, so make sure you hedge your bets and continue building. I'll leave you with a question. What are you building? And I'll see you next week.